Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Wellness Through Reading. I am your host, Tanisha. I like to consider myself your BFF of literature to offer you tips on how to keep reading a daily habit as a form of self-care. Before we begin, stop what you're doing. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. You feel that? That sense of calmness? Amazing how just three deep breaths makes all the difference. That is why today's episode is all about reading can be considered a form of meditation. We'll go over different articles about why it is, why it isn't, also what meditation is and how we as readers need to incorporate meditating into our reading habits. Also, later in the episode, I'll be doing a book review on The Most Beautiful, My Life with Prince by Maite Garcia. And yes, I mean the purple one, Prince. This book is the autobiography of his ex-wife, Maite Garcia, who writes it, and also in the audiobook, she is the voice actor as well. She details not only her life with Prince, but how he taught her the valuable lessons like meditation. I am so thankful that you tuned in today's episode. Let's dive in. Stress, the secret killer. I myself never really looked at stress in this way because everyone is stressed out about something. I mean, life is just far too difficult not to have stress. It's a natural part of life. However, too much stress can be at, can be debilitating. It can ruin your body in many ways. And at times, it can be even deadly. If you cannot find a way to relieve the stress in your life, it will show up in different ways. Now, I'll speak for myself when I say I had a feeling of tightness in my lower jaw for the longest time. And a couple of months ago, actually, I went down to bite down on an apple and all of a sudden, ouch, it was like just locking up. It was uncomfortable. I didn't understand what was going on. So thankfully, I was actually going to see my dentist later that week and I asked him about it and he clearly stated it's stress. I'm like, wait, how can stress cause my jaw to lock up? It's like, you're clenching your jaw. That's what it is. You don't even realize it, but I didn't realize it. But I had been clenching my jaw so tightly that the muscles in my jaw were just, oh, reason why they were hurting because they were just overworked. And I just need to learn to relax my jaw. I was shocked at this revelation because I had never even noticed it. But now I'm much more aware of that fact and I intend to find way find myself throughout the day clenching my jaw and I'm not even realizing it. Now I just have to stop, breathe, relax the jaw, and now I don't get that pain anymore. There's a scientific term for this. It is the fight or flight response. Our bodies are designed for survival. It's how we've been able to evolve over the past millennium. And so when there is danger, the body will naturally react to flight mode or fight mode. So the body will tense. The body will get ready to either run or stay in fight, hence the name. But while your mind realizes, okay, dangerous path, let's move on. The body is still in that state of fight or flight. And so going back to what I was going through with my jaw, my 
mind was at a space where it was like, it's okay, everything's fine now, but my body was still reacting to that fight response. So I was still clenching my jaw. I was still feeling anxious. And I just had to stop, breathe. And now the pain is gone. We tend to take things like meditation as kind of wishy-washy and whatnot. But in today's society, we need it now more than ever. And that's where meditation comes in. Now, the Webster Dictionary defines meditation as to engage in mental exercise, such as concentration on one's breathing or repetition of a mantra. For the purpose of reaching a heightened level of spiritual awareness, it is also a transitive verb to focus one's thoughts on, reflect on, or ponder over. Meditation has been going on for thousands of years. All forms of religion, spiritual belief are advocates for it because as human beings, we need time to shut our minds off and breathe. Now, I can speak for myself that at some obstacles, and I quickly panic over them, and I am, I am a total worrywart. I tend to look for the danger in everything, and that does not good well for my body. When my mind is like, okay, danger's over, I can move on. My body's like, wait, 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 we're still in attack mode. What's going on here? So that disconnect between mind and body, meditation brings the connection back. It's always like the mind's like, okay, body, we're doing okay now. Relax, and let's move on. So, how is reading a form of meditation? Now, I saw this article that stated that because you still get those same feelings after meditation as you would reading. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But, of course, there were articles that came out really thereafter that stating, no, meditation and reading are not the same thing. While both are great benefits, not the same. So, how is it? How is reading not like meditation? Well, number one, not everyone can do it. Not everyone can pick up a book and read because not everyone has access to books. Uh, number two, not everybody wants to do it. And just because you don't want to read doesn't make you a bad person. Slightly rolling my eyes. But still, it's not for everybody. And I get that. Mm hmm slightly rolling my eyes. Number three, meditation is an act of closing the mind, whereas reading opens it. You know, meditation, you're stopping, you're pausing, you're taking your breath, you're looking from within to see what's going on. Whereas reading, you're looking out onto a book and you're reading for entertainment purpose, you're reading for knowledge, you're absorbing something. So still your mind is working. So you're not shutting it off. Number four, can... While reading can help you achieve focus, it's not a relaxation method. While I do, absolutely for myself, I say I feel relaxed when I'm reading and I'm going over, especially if it's a really entertaining book, but meditation doesn't work like that. You're not supposed to be focusing on anything. You're supposed to be focusing on nothing, really. You're supposed to let the mind shut down. Give it a break, a little siesta, a break. Number five, meditation actually is easier to maintain as a daily habit versus reading. I mean, makes sense. You don't really need a, anything extra to meditate. You really don't. I mean, it'd be nice to have music or a yoga mat or something to sit on. But honestly, you don't even need all that. All you need to do is just stop what you're doing, put your hands on your knees, and breathe. I mean, breathing is something that we do daily. 
So it doesn't take that much effort to keep a daily habit. But reading, on the other hand, you need to find a book that you like. And if you have, if you use highlighters, find that. And so it's all these other steps that goes into it. So that's how the two are different. Also, you cannot control your mind while you're reading. With meditating, if you find that your mind is wandering, you can kind of just stop and be like, okay, I'm not supposed to be thinking right now. Noting. Let it go. But reading, I mean, your mind tends to wander, your mind tends to think, your mind tends to imagine. And that's the purpose of reading. You're supposed to just go off into this fantasy fantasy world and enjoy. And also, meditation is a form of self-discovery, whereas reading is a form of discovery of the world. You know, meditation, one of the great aspects of meditation is that all those, like, past traumas or all those um, past epiphany or future epiphanies or current epiphanies, all those things come out when you're meditating. When you're taking that time out of your day, just stop and think about where you're at right now, where you want to go, where you've been. You find out key aspects of your personality. You find out what works for you. You find out more about who you are. And once you find that information out for yourself, you're better able to express that to someone else. You're better able to, when you're faced well with another situation, how to handle it because you know who you are. Your cup is full. Whereas in reading, you're reading to understand someone else's point of view. You're reading to understand the author's point of view, the character's point of view, the setting in which they're living in. I mean, let's be clear. Meditation, reading, both of these are wonderful, but they're not the same. And that's my opinion on it. I mean, while I thought that was an interesting statement that, you know, reading can be considered meditation, it's not. (laughs) No, it is not. Meditation and reading are not the same thing. I would not put reading on the same level, but I need you to focus when reading because I want to know why am I reading this? What's the point of this? What was the characters going on? But I will say though, meditation reading should be added together. This is what I say. After you read, meditate. Or when you meditate, read. The two should go hand in hand. It should not be one is better than the other because both are needed. And Both are great for wellness. So yeah, I would recommend both. I typically read first, then meditate. So that way I'm able to kind of stew in, okay, what did I just read? How did it make me feel? How can I apply this to my life? How can I not apply this to my life if it wasn't a toxic situation? And then we go from there. So the order operation for me is reading, Oh, we got to add journaling in there as well. Then we meditate. Also, here on the channel, if you are also on the YouTube channel, you might have noticed I uploaded some videos called Read With Me or Journal With Me. I highly recommend you take a look at those videos as well too, especially if you really want to get into the habit of journaling. That way, sometimes it's and it's comforting to journal with someone. I know it sounds weird, but when you do it with people, you tend to keep it a daily habit. So go ahead, have a watch that. Grab your journal and journal with me. So I do recommend reading, obviously. So what I, even though reading is not a form of meditation, you can achieve what I like to call mindful reading. Let me explain. So ways to keep mindful while you read. Mindful. 
essentially, what is it that I'm reading? How can I apply it to my daily life? And why am I reading this again? Essentially, you're considering how you're reading. You know, pay attention to your breath. Pay attention to your eye movement. Uh, reading with intention. It's not just reading just to, oh, oh, reading for fun. If that's your intention, reading to gain knowledge, reading for fun, reading for enjoyment, whatever it is, but just be mindful of why this is impacting you. And if it's impacting you positively, then keep going. If it's impacting you negatively, okay, what is it about what I'm reading that's bothering me so much? And then grab your reading journal. Y'all have a reading journal, right? Mm-hmm. Write that down. Okay, that is why reading and meditation, great habits that we both, we all need to keep, really. But they're not the same. So, before we move on to the book review of the day, a quick word from our sponsor. All right, this is specifically for the ladies of the podcast. Hey, ladies. It's that time of the month. Aunt Flo is in town. Y'all know what I mean. All the euphemisms that we use to say that your period is on its way. I'm a woman who used to suffer from extremely painful periods that kept me up at night, kept me in bed all day, unable to go to work. That was until I found some main supplements. Our bodies fluctuate from day to day, week to week, month to month and year to year. So we need natural supplements that can help support these natural hormones. Now, I like to personally use the daily hormone balance for more energy, better moods, and reduced cravings. Also, the PMS period support. I like to take this before my period to have less cramping and fatigue. And I gotta say, since using both these supplements for the first time in my life since starting my period, I don't have those blistering painful periods anymore. And I owe all that to Samane, which is why I love it so much and I always promote it here on the podcast. So, ladies, for your first bottle, go ahead on over to Samane Health, that's spelled S-E-M-A-I-N-E health.com. Use the promo code wellness through reading to get 20% off your first bottle. Periods are normal, but the pain should not be. I thank you for listening. Let's get back into the episode. All right, book review of the day, book review of the day. All right, it is based on the most beautiful My Life with Prince by Maite Garcia. As I was writing the script for this section, I gotta say I was listening to Prince's music nonstop. I am the biggest fan and sadly never got to see him in concert, but I hear he is just electric on the stage. I've been watching some of his YouTube videos of his live concerts. It's not the same, but just, wow, that man was well into his 60s and still be able to sing and out dance and perform some of y'all favorites out here. Just saying. My favorite Prince song of all time is Adore. It's one thing to tell someone that you love them, but to say I adore you is just a whole nother level of just romanticism. Prince just had a way with words and was just a musical genius. Unfortunately, Prince never got to work on his own autobiography for his son in passing, but his ex-wife, Maite Garcia, wrote about her life with him and his autobiography, The Most Beautiful. I'm not going to lie, as much as I really wanted to do a review on this one, I really struggled with myself over doing a book review because 
I mean, while Maite does go into detail about her life, um, her beginnings and everything as a belly dancer, uh, her life in high school, she is talking about someone who is not here anymore to defend themselves or to approve of what she wrote about. But as I reread it again and again, it's just, it's a fascinating read. I decided that this story needs to be shared because Maite has a right to give her side of the story as well too. Yes, she talked about someone else, but you know what? They were married and she has a right to it. It's her story. It's her life. And I will say she does not in any way, shape or form bash her ex-husband, but gives insight on his personality, his struggles, his creativity, his genius. So that way we as fans can kind of like, okay, that makes sense and why he did this or why this happened and whatnot. I will say one of my favorite parts was the day that they met. She attended his nude concert in Barcelona. And no, people weren't actually nude. It's just the name of the concert. It was stripped down, essentially, not extraness. And then the band began to play uh, Thieves in the Temple. Her mother and father were standing behind her at the concert because they were up at the front. And they were telling her, you should start dancing. You start doing your belly dancing because it'll get him to notice you. And she ignored them and continued partying. After the concert, her mother was like, Maite, you need to make a videotape of your belly dancing moves. And we'll find a way to get it to print so that way he can put you in one of his music videos. Maite looked at her mother like... Mom, no, I am not doing that. He's an international superstar. How is he going to see my tape? How is this going to work? Mom's like, look, don't worry, I got this. So she made the tape, not knowing how this is going to work out. But eventually they did go to another one of his concerts where they ran into them, where they kind of muscled their way backstage. And (laughs) there was this one point, the mother had the tape of the belly dancing on a CD and Prince and his body team whenever came walking past and she beeline straight to Prince but of course the bodyguard stopped her and everyone was watching and Maite was like why did you do that so embarrassing but that was kind of their first interaction so actually the bodyguard another bodyguard comes over and they hand him the tape and he goes and gives it to Prince and Prince actually watches it and then sends that same guy back out like Prince would like to meet you Maite he'd like to see you he's like what (laughs) Now, can you imagine the look on your face? You're, mind you, she's only 16 years old this time. I'll say that again. Yes, Maite Garcia was only 16 years old when she met Prince. But at this point, she didn't realize that this was going to be her future husband. She was just like, look, 16-year-old fan looking up at to her idol. So they were like, mom, can I go back? She's like, of course, of course, go, 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 go. So she goes backstage to meet Prince and they meet. And from what Maite said, it was a meeting of minds. It was that kind of just high moment when it's like, wow, I've met the love of my life. Which, mm, I'll leave you to give your thoughts on that. But so they talk for a little bit. And yeah, that is how she first met Prince. And all throughout, you know, her storytelling, she includes all the handwritten letters that he sent her. And it's just super cute to read them. It's very much a schoolboy talking about his crush and whatnot. And I love how when he uses the letter I, you know, the pronoun, he actually uses a physical I and some typical prints. Um... But also, Prince was a very big advocate for meditation. He would encourage Maite to meditate to increase her creativity. And that's a practice that she continues onwards to this very day. 
she states in the book. As always with my book reviews, I don't like to give everything away because I do want you to go get it for yourself. Get it in the paperback, hardback, audiobook, however you listen to your books. Just get to it and go to it and read to it. I'll also link it in the description as well for Amazon for you to go get it as well too. It's a fantastic read. I give it five stars. I know you always hear me say that. I give everything five stars. No, I only do book reviews on books that I really feel like are five star reads because I want you to keep reading your daily habit. And if ever you run out, come back, listen to those episodes because I always have great book recommendations for you. And as always, I like to end each episode with a quote. And this one comes from the artist Prince. He states, every day I feel is a blessing from God and I consider it a new beginning. Yeah, everything is beautiful. I thank you once again for tuning into another episode of Wellness Through Reading. I thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. You can find me on Instagram. I'm up also Wellness Through Reading is up on TikTok. So have a look over there as well. I'll link the descriptions below. We post every Wednesdays here on the podcast. So whatever platform you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, leave a review, give a five-star rating, share with family and friends, hit that like button. And I greatly appreciate all of you. I wish you all well. I love each and every one of you. Go off, meditate, and read. And I wish you all good wellness, good reading, and good meditation. Have a good week, y'all. Bye.